This is a headgum podcast. I am recording. My God's not dead. My God's not Fred. <sighs> he is surely a guy. <laughs> Man. Here we let's go. Just, you know what? Let's just get into it today. Let's just go. Okay. Maybe that's just my personal whatever <laughs> right fine. now. I'm like, listen. Let's go. Let's just go. Let's Girls, let's go. Let's go, God. Man. I feel like a Christian. Praise him. I'm going out to church. Won't leave you in a lurch. Gonna raise my hands real high. Okay. Getting on my knees. Christ died on a tree. Uh, spirit For my is eternal life. life. The best, best thing about being a Christian <laughs> is the prerogative to have a little God. 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 Praising the Lord, yeah. <laughs> Giving it to him. Okay, Rod Hands dogs. up, knees down. This is half a song ooh, already. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Hands up, knees down. Uh... All right, Emma, you can leave that in or not. Whatever. <laughs> Emma, vote your conscience. And the tea is... Vote your conscience. I like to yuck hard. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. I'm a fan of my mom. It's me, the source. Stop it, you can't have that cookie, Elmo. Rocco wants to eat it. How? How is Rocco going to eat that cookie, Zoe? Tell Elmo. Rocco doesn't even have a mouth. Rocco's just a bug. Rocco's not alive. He is too alive. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh boy. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to just eat that cookie called Good Christian Fun. A little basalt vinegar. Did you hear that one? (laughs) (laughs) That's a big one for Elmo. For some reason in the last, really as of recording this, and we are recording this on uh, the one year anniversary of- Hey, uh, Kevin, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. I did call my uncle. I called my dad. (laughs) I made the rounds. Congrats. Uh, In this day, what do we do as a day of remembrance for that? As a day of remembrance, we put on our little antlers. We tip over the nearest (laughs) tall thing and we do- Lightly make contact with a cop, do which Caroline and I can do. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, do some rock climbing. I know, meth behavior. Uh-huh. The clip we heard was, of course, for some reason, Elmo has become a true meme in the last two or three days. He Maybe it's the moment. burned out by now, by the time you're listening to this. But Elmo, the idea of him hating something and being pissed off is really funny. <laughs> yeah, you can tell like, he really, like the, the uh, puppeteer really got heated about it. It's just so funny. Oh gosh, and it's so, and I and we all can relate. We can all relate. There's all little Roccos in our life yes. that maybe we we're kind of uh, had it up to here with. You know, oftentimes I saw this comparison on social media. Rocco is kind of a stand-in for your friend's partner, where it's like Elmo and Zoe are tight; they're cool, right? But then she has to bring freaking Rocco to the party, right? It's like oh, I gotta you gotta talk work to with them. that dynamic. And sometimes that dynamic is not good. <laughs> sometimes it is like talking to a rock. Uh, good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian rock culture. Rock talk. We just rock and talk. Uh, the music and the movies and entertainment made for and made by Christians. Again, not here to make fun of you or to make you go to church. 
In fact, we're here to celebrate you on your special day today. <laughs> this is coming out a week after, so it doesn't even matter. But whatever, we're just here. <laughs> we're just here to have fun. Uh, and we're here we're, for the people. We're here we the people. for the people. We're here for the people. We're, we're for the people. people. We the, the people. people. Okay. I, okay. Okay. So Caroline and I, as is a sort of January tradition uh, on the show, <laughs> are doing a guestless movie to kick off the new year, 2022. We went through the 2021 ch- charts with Alyssa Sabo for our Episabo. There was a there was a commenter on one of the last episodes that had a great a Sabo sode. They called it a Sabo like, what a Sabo sode, like an episode oh, a Sabo sode. Very t- very um, good. Ready to hear the next Sabosone. So you heard that. And this week, we're doing the intersection of faith, identity, politics, some Fox News culture. Children. COVID. Education. Noah. Getting wet. Getting wet. Getting heated. The military. The judicial system. NASA. (laughs) Car purchases. And of course, who could forget the fact that the founding fathers weren't actually old slave owners? <laughs> Most of them weren't. Mo- and they were just kids. Hey, boys they were will just be boys. Little, little boys. Not to spoil it, they but didn't know any one better. defense in the movie against slaveholding founding fathers is boys are going to be boys. <laughs> kids. They were what just are you skipping rocks and then making people get those rocks Oops. for them. Oopsie. We're talking about God's Not Dead, colon, We the People. This is the fourth entry in the now franchise. Before we get into it, though, Caroline, how's your heart? Are you doing okay? Yeah, Today my we, heart's good. We had a lot of nice heart talk before. But a good talk. Yeah, that was um, nice. Yeah, I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, you know, a little mixed, a little bit like I got to do some mantras every day, remind myself it's all going to be good. I can believe in myself. And then also having an absolutely lovely time every day. Hey. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Bill Withers. Diginut. 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 The GCF remix. How was your uh, day? How was your heart? Oh, you know, it's it's one of these things. It's really, I sound like Aquafina talking about her black scent. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm open to learning. I'm open to listening. the conversation. The conversation is important. I think to it's have um, about what I'm it's feeling. It's multifaceted. It's different. Um, here, here, I'll ask you this. Yeah. If your heart was a baked good today, if it was a treat, what would it be? Oh, that's such a nice question. I think it is the New Year's Day pancake that I made from the New York Times recipe that they put out on their Twitter account. I saw a bunch of people in my feed making, which it's like you put together all this stuff, you put it in your pan like you use for like, you know, making meat or eggs or whatever you do. And things. And then you put it in the oven for like 20 minutes on 425 degrees. Whoa. Then dial it down to 300 for the last five minutes, and you got a big pan pancake. Pan pancake. And there's a little bit of sweetness there, but it's also very plain, and it's kind of like Maybe you don't know the direction that that pancake's going. Mm. So you need to put something on it. And so you can put on powdered sugar, cinnamon sugar, Nutella. You could even put on something savory if you wanted to. Okay. So right now, my heart is that freaking pancake. A blank slate. Mm-hmm. And we're we, TBD. Yeah. And we're about to find out what we're about to put on it through the course of this conversation. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Love that. So uh, let's Delish. dive in. Come on, let's go. Did you know? Did you know? 
Did you know? Did you know? Okay, so God's Not Dead, we've covered the first movie many years ago, yes. starring uh, a friend of a friend of ours at the time. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, a mutual. That was our first live show with Aaron Chewing at the Bell House. Oh, that was so great. Almost five years ago. A little over four years no. ago. I should just say a little over four years ago. Wow. Second one we did with Allison Miller. The third one we did as a commentary with her friend Ross Kimball. And then the fourth one comes to us. At the end of 2021, they put it out in theaters for three days for a limited engagement. (laughs) It was a flop. They did produce it during COVID. It was a flop. It was a flop. Yeah. Wow. Which most things literally are right now. So I don't know how much stock Mm. to put in it. But also the last couple had been a little flippy floppy for them too. Shocking. It's kind of the Harry Potter of the Christian world, you know? Yeah. What's our little hero, David A.R. White, going to do this time to save the day? And in the same vein, in 20 (laughs) years from now, the Pure Flick streaming service will put out God's Not Dead reunion special. Reunion, Christmas special, There's going to be an interview with David A.R. White, but they're going to be very clear when the interview was done before he did have a bunch of transphobic (laughs) content on his social media. so we will have to denounce David R. White. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Did you watch that? I didn't, you know, this is big news actually related to this is I have just started uh, basically shaking hands with Satan by reading the Harry Potter books for the first <gasps> oh, time in yes, my life. Nathaniel told me. Okay, yeah. So I started book one like a week ago. I'm already in book three. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tearing through it. I'm having a great time. And so I'm reading the book, watching the movie, reading the book, watching the movie. So I'm going to watch the special at the end because I feel like it'll me- resonate a lot more. Caroline, book heaven? Book Heaven? I would love Book Heaven. I've read them since college. That was the last time I felt like a good reader. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know, right? I could read six Harry Potter books oh in like God. two months. I've been going to the library to check them out. And so I get like the smugness of going to the library, but then also the shame of I'm like checking out the illustrated version One of a kid's Harry book. Potter, please. <laughs> Wait, it's the illustrated version? Yeah. Which slaps. I highly recommend it. It's so They great. look great. They're the ones beautiful. I've seen in like of Romans and stuff. Yes. Oh my gosh. But do you see all the content that made our parents so scared of Harry? I guess. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's really more about private school, <laughs> if anything, which I think my parents were very pro. Mm-hmm. So, but it is a little spooky. It's a little scary. Well, it's, also. It's hard for young kids, I think. By the way, for uh, any of our listeners that might identify as trans, I just want to apologize on Caroline's behalf that she is deciding right. to put her fandom, I have thrown my and hat, her time, my and her, sorting hat into oh God. the ring. And I'm I sorry, say, I shouldn't even make this. that joke. It's just so it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's such a. I mean, all that stuff has been talked to. What a to black death, mark but, on her legacy. Well, so also, dumb. Also, too, like my general thought of it is like. What an embarrassment that these children that you cast in the movie 20 years ago yep. now have to defend your dumb ass every time they talk about We've it. spoken well of you for years, yeah. you know. And yeah. now you've put everyone involved in a position where it's like, like, well. We do not agree with that, obviously. Uh, God, so There's stupid. There's room for everyone in the wizarding world. Well, how fun. And, and Very fun. do you like how the movies and the books are comparing to each other? Is there anything lacking? Oh, or? yeah. Great question. Um. It is delightful to see things come to life, and they're very faithful to the books in the movie, which I'm kind of amazed by because books are long, and so the movies are long, and mm-hmm. there's like a lot of stuff. Uh, but bless them, these these children aren't always doing the acting you need them to do. 
Ms. I mean, Emma Watson. Ron, you can't. There must be another way. Need I say more? Need I say more? Um, so that's that is a little bit of a struggle, but uh, yeah, they're okay. Like I think they would have been so much more exciting. Obviously, if like I'd been reading them in the moment and there was all this anticipation to get them. Um, I think they're fun movies, but I don't think they're like great movies. I think they're almost perfectly cast movie, even with the little imperfections. Great. In terms the way of like they look is cast perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like mm-hmm. all the world building's great. But mm-hmm. um I do look forward to the HBO reboot of it in like what, ten years yeah. from now? Oh, oh. Okay. I mean it's yeah. like it's uh, like Batman. Will, Are they gonna course. make another Batman? Like they, of course they kinda they're gonna have make more to, Harry right? Potters. You're so, so right. Gritty Harry Potter, starring Gritty as Harry Potter. <laughs> Just bouncing around Hogwarts. <laughs> An all-mascot cast. <laughs> Harry Potter. We got the Philly fanatic as Ron. <laughs> we got the Met, the Met guy as uh, yeah, Vermetti. The Stanford tree. Yeah, that would be great. Well, how fun. What a nice, fun thing Very to get fun. into. Yeah, because I, I want to try to read more before bedtime like I used to as a child. Yeah. And I mean, I just, I have all these heavy books and I never want to pick them up, you know, at the end of the day and then get all upset right before bed. So... Little little Harry Potter is perfect. I think that's a terrific routine. Mm -hmm. And uh, celebrate you getting into it even now. Thank you. And again, my apologies to the community for what Carolina said. Yeah, it is a solidarity as always. uh. (laughs) Oh, gracious. Um, Do you think David A.R. White has read Harry Potter ever? I think he has read it as it was engulfed in flames at a bonfire right in front of his house. He saw the title page. Whereas I think he wants to be Harry Potter <laughs> after consuming enough... Uh, he wants to be Dumbledore. I, yeah, probably, I th- if anything, right? So I want to kick off this conversation with uh, a little clip from <laughs> the YouTube channel Huckabee's Jukebox, which is, of course, Mike Huckabee's YouTube channel, and an interview that David did to plug the film. Oh, great. Uh, the fourth in the series. I got I to gotta get a good monitoring situation for you. I'm so sorry. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I really do. They play a clip from it. I, I think one of the things I've appreciated about what you've done with Pure <laughs> Flicks and the God's Not Dead series, that the production value of the movies is quality. So it's not like, uh, you know, getting out a small video camera and shooting it at the church parking lot. I mean, you spent some real money on this. <laughs> he looks kind of mad. He smiles. It's like, well, yeah, no though. shit, You know, Mike. we started early on, and and uh, and you do, I, I believe you're called to do what, what God puts on your heart and uh, to the best of your ability, and you start wherever you're at. When we f- first did our first one, it was a, a very small movie, but it went out and, and went beyond, and we continued to make those. And, and yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, there really wasn't even a, a faith-based entertainment industry. You know, none of the studios uh, had these labels yeah. um, early on. There was and no Christian movies before our time. You know, Christianity didn't exist for, before. For the spiritual <laughs> content. And, um, and if you can make films that uplift and inspire the human spirit that ultimately connects people to a higher level to who God is and the purpose that he has for their lives, then the Pamela's that's prayer that we're not erasure. in Hollywood normally. For real. Well, I want to say how much we appreciate what this you're part. doing, especially with Pure Flix, the broader brand, making wholesome films for families and uh, movies that people can watch without fearing they're going to be totally humiliated by the content of the movie. <laughs> well, uh, looking forward to the fourth edition of God's Not <laughs> Now. That, I just there's a little bit of a so Freudian funny. slip there now, wasn't it's it? Just... <laughs> Kids, just give your father a minute. He was totally embarrassed by the movie we just watched. 
absolutely humiliated. Well, I, I, I'm wondering, yeah, what he's getting at. If he kind is imagining a family going to whatever, Avengers 9, and mm. then like, oh, I feel awful. Like all the Avengers point and laugh all at the them for being Christians. They're so mad about it. So David A.R.Y., just to back it up a little bit, is, of course, the sort of uh, the Jeff Bezos to the Amazon of Pure Flix. Totally. He's a bit of a failed actor, or I should be nicer and say an actor with that, without much success. He did a few TV guest spots back in the 90s. He hasn't been had a lot of worldly success, Kevin. That's, I think, thank you, Caroline, for giving me the right frame. He he played pizza delivery kid on an episode of Coach. He played room service waiter on an episode of Melrose Place. And he did play student on Saved by the Bell, the college years. Oh. So that kind of gives you uh, an yeah. eye into his whole thing. But he is someone who uh, has come to originate the role of Reverend Dave Hill, who has appeared in all four of these movies. An amazing man. A man who cares about justice and God's word and God's truth. So God's not dead, we the people. Each of the films has focused on a different sort of social sphere of influence that Christians can have. The first one was, of course, infamously basically based on an email chain Uh or a chick tract of like, when a dirty atheist professor's like, there is no God. Say it. Sad. <laughs> and then the second one was th- that was college, and then I believe the second one was high school. It was the Melissa Joan Hart one. Yes. We watched these movies, and I'm I'm with the you. The third like, one, I was like, I don't have any memory of, that. and they were flashing back to it, and I was like, when did that happen? I thought yeah. I'd seen all these. There's a few characters that do <laughs> cross over, even if they're not in every one. And then the fourth one, which apparently, according to White, was written before the third one. Uh, has to do with the red-hot issue of homeschooling. The tip of everyone's tongue. Huge war going on. Now, here's what's strange about it, is because homeschooling is actually one of the issues of our time right now, but not in the way that they're imagining. (laughs) Like, distance learning and learning from home is like this insanely um, divisive topic in yes. America right now, right. there's this wonderful podcast from the New York Times called Odessa that focuses on the small town of Odessa, Texas in West Texas. It's the same town that Friday Night Lights is based off of mm-hmm. and their decision to reopen the schools during the pandemic. So oh. it's like an audio documentary and they talk to the teachers, the students, the teachers make like, you know, voice memos of themselves trying to talk to the kids. They record the marching band. They follow that story. It's really beautifully done and just kind of the struggles of what it's actually like to even split the difference between like okay you have to teach some kids in class because abbott mandated all schools governor abbott mandated all schools were open Mm -hmm. but also teach distance learning so it's obviously like very rich and then critical race theory in particular is the big bogeyman of our times the way that this movie is talking about homeschooling is just so is such a straw man that doesn't even really touch on that stuff other than like obliquely with CRT panic, right? And vaccination panic. Right at the very end. <laughs> right at the end, right which just end. rocked my socks. I did not see that coming. Um, yeah. It, and they cite all of these cases at the end of the movie like they always do. Like this is inspired by all these real cases that like are currently ongoing. <laughs> you know, like check back later. Pending. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bug us right now. Um, and I looked up, like, just briefly, you know, kind of on Wikipedia and mm-hmm. searched, like, what are the homeschooling laws right now? Like, federal laws. And there's basically none. 
And it's all state ordered, basically. Homeschooling is infamously deregulated. Yeah. So even the premise of this movie was like, oh, I thought this would be based on more More, real federal level. More something that's actually going on. Yeah. Right. to, to kind of usually get, they're pretty good at like getting close to something that had actually happened at some point, but mm-hmm. I perhaps I was giving them too much credit. <laughs> well, I guess you weren't on that email chain that my <laughs> grandma got. I missed the true story because I was ashamed of Christ. You were, you were ashamed <laughs> and you won't be. Well, let's just take a listen to the trailer real quick. That would kind of give us a bird's eye view of the plot of the Freedom movie. is a fragile thing. Dad. <laughs> and it's, it's never strong. more than one generation away from extinction. Well. And those... In world history, who have known freedom and then lost it, have never known it again. Let's face it. Your God, your book, they're in the way. You feel that you're making a last-ditch stand for your faith. And you've chosen this as a hill that you're willing to die on. (laughs) Our whole faith started because one man chose a hill he was willing to die on. I would like to call this hearing of the House Subcommittee to order. Right now, called writing. Look it up, folks. Mandate universal educational guidelines. Once we decide what a child needs to know, it becomes imperative that every child know it. If you'd invented Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. I'm here to review your homeschooling environment. Oh no! Religion has been removed from our schools. They're teaching kids that they don't need God. If your children do not show up at school a week from Monday, you will be charged with contempt of court. Contempt meaning of court. you will be incarcerated. Shannon said last night she doesn't want her parents going to jail. This is bigger than just homeschooling. I think we should fight this. We need to. Lincoln. I just want to make sure you understand what you're fighting here. Our district teaches a revisionist version of history. If God is for us, who can be against us? Am I around here? Just about everyone else. Every motherfucker is now beginning to realize that unity means winning under our terms. For 2,000 years, men have been trying to get rid of Christianity. What makes you think that you can accomplish what they couldn't? They didn't have an 83% approval rating. (laughs) That's part of your plan, isn't it? Keep us all divided so we don't realize that you're really chipping away at our freedoms and liberties. divided. America Christians famously love so unity. We always we'll are about unifying. Even, much will be required. You see those statues and those monuments out there? They say, <laughs> you work for us. You are out of order, Mr. Hill. Everyone clapping. By the people. <gasps> for the They're people. Like, wait, huh? Okay. So the sort of... Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Let's <laughs> voice have more news. The sort of inciting incident is that a, an evil, evil social services lady shows up Clearly for, biased. for a pop visit, an unannounced— Identifies as self-partnered? Yes. They say, Mrs., Miss, I identify—well, and this is important because one of the children asks the social services lady who drops down this homeschooling situation with some of the characters— and says, like, I identify as self-partner. And one of the children says, like, are you Mrs.? Are you Miss? And then she says that. Uh, which that becomes the germ Amazing. that pays off later in someone else's monologue, which oh, we'll yes. get to. Oh, yes. But the whole thing is social services comes by, determines the parents' teaching is not sufficient to, like, core curriculum state standards. And so one of the local judges in the town, played by real-life ultra-conservative judge and Fox News host Janine Pirro, uh, gives them a week to prove that education is adequate or they'll have to go to the nasty 
toxic. Riddled with just, they're giving these children Skittles and birth control for breakfast. They're giving them heroin needles and free abortions (laughs) to go to public school. They're forcing everybody to wear a skirt. So they go to D.C. and fight it. It becomes a big court case, whatever. And then there's some subplots we don't need to talk about that much. But that is the basic uh, conflict where, hey, the state wants control of your children and wants control of your education. Now, we'll be able to talk about this from a few angles. Mine is pretty personal. Mm. As someone who mm. identifies as a former homeschooler. You self-identify as homeschooled? I identify self-homeschooled. Self-homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's the thing oh, that I want to get into. Though. Yeah. There was a little bit of co-op. Yes. But like Caroline was saying, 39 states have no parent qualification requirements for homeschool parents. Many states don't require homeschoolers to teach any particular subjects. The states don't require homeschoolers to keep records of academic progress. And only two states have protections for at-risk children, such as children with parents of convicted of child abuse, which is to say it's legal for convicted child abusers to homeschool children in 48 states. A dozen states don't require homeschool parents to notify anyone when children withdraw, when they withdraw their children to homeschool with them. Like, it is... It is literally... It was unbelievable how lawless it was when I really dug into it. Like, really only, you know, Vermont, the most lefty state, like, in the whole country, had anything near, like, standards for what you had to teach. And I think their standards was, like... The parent needs to have a high school degree. Like and that's what I'm talking about yeah. when I say standards. It was like, it was it was extremely shocking to me how, I guess it shouldn't be given the way our country is. But there's like literally no checks and balances on this at all. And there were many states where I was like, yeah, we have a guideline, we have recommendations, but also, again, you don't have to report that you did any of the things that we recommended. Mm-hmm. So carry on. There is an organization called the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, the ASLDA, which is a very powerful lobbying group. And they are foremost responsible for most of this deregulation and the fact that, for example, a young kid growing up in suburban Texas could barely do any schoolwork at all. (laughs) And maybe at 32 years old, still not be sure whether he graduated high school or not or have a high school (laughs) diploma for real. Not a hundo percent. Not a hundo P. So my my sort of experience with it, uh, because I feel like like there's there's some hack comedy within the genre of Christian comedy, which is like, homeschoolers be like. I feel like that was a right. big area of interest for John Chris and other similar people. But, um, and and the kind of stereotypes that lay within is like, they're socially strange. They might like cues or they're kind of like awkward when compared with the rest of the world, et cetera. And I feel fortunate in some ways and unfortunate in other ways with some of my upbringing. But I will say, I don't believe I got a complete education growing right. up for real. Like, I, yeah. Are in in some of that might maybe like there's some wisdom to a sort of intuitive learning sometimes that said it like there are chunks I think are probably missing because mm-hmm. just as a quick summary, who cares? But just my anecdotal experience. I went to public school for fourth grade and I decided I wasn't that into it. And then I was like, nah, I want to do public school. And then I skipped two grades. And then You're I not like the other girls. I'm I was different. Not, I wasn't like the other fifth graders. Yeah. <laughs> and then I homeschooled and did a hybrid of essentially 
homeschool co-op, which is essentially a private school situation, a more formalized version of what they're showing in this movie. Oh, okay. Which is like a bunch of Christian kids who are also homeschooled go to a thing. And then the parents, it's just, it's almost Were you like, at somebody's house when you did that? Or did you like go to a classroom? Sometimes, yes. I remember being at Janice Thompson's house and that was something that my parents paid for for tuition. Oh. And then there was one where uh, for some of middle school and some of high school, I went to, it was called Home Run Ministries and it was a homeschool co-op run out of a church okay. in Kingwood in the suburbs where I used to live. So it was a mix. It was a mix of these Very things. Very interesting. And then for high school, I did like, Part public school, part homeschool, blah, blah, blah. But the result of which is like, I truly don't have a high school diploma right. to speak of. I'm kind of a patchwork of probably some more things than most of us would have learned just going through the normal system yeah, probably, and then but, chunks that maybe are missing as well. Yeah. Which, it, but all of that to say, that is just a testament to how kind of amorphous and maybe it's this today, maybe it's tomorrow. Uh-huh. My parents saying like, well, maybe watching this show is your history lesson. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, and like would you literally... were good parents too. Yeah. Like imagine if your like parents not... weren't, weren't great or yeah. also were mentally unwell or just busy and like not there at all. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. I know, I know. It's amazing. And it, like I, a thought I kept having throughout this, I was like, would these people also approve like, let's say – of a cult being able to educate their children however they wanted? Would they think that that's also like a useful religious freedom, you know, that's like good for everybody and should be allowed? That was what I was curious about as well. Well, that, there's got to be a lot of homeschool situations that should be illegal, even by like any common sense standard, you know? Absolutely. Well, and of course, the thing is with all of these religious arguments, they, they only apply if you're imagining your own religion. So even exactly. like the argument against... Queer marriage, like the civil union stuff, that was, of course, like overwhelmingly majority popular with most politicians and state and national leaders just not that long ago. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't know, Christian nation, one man, one woman. And it's just kind of our religion. It's like, okay, well, if some extremist who thinks women can't drive because of his religion is also like, does that make, if it can't go both ways, then the religious argument is something you actually don't believe in. You don't want to play that card, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't believe in it. And um, yeah, that was, that was really interesting to me. I was like very disturbed reading the homeschool laws. I was like, oh no. This is really bad. It's real chaos. I I was the other thing I think is missing is I I wonder if there will ever be a coalition of like formerly homeschooled people who help get laws in place and be like, hey, we went through this. It was not good for us. Mm -hmm. Look at the disadvantage it's been, you know, for whatever reason. Unfortunately, they're not smart enough to get organized. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and also they probably don't want to admit, like, I'm not educated. You know, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, different things that go into that. I have some embarrassment, I think, about some of my education gaps. Yeah, you want to publicly be known as the person who, like, can't, (laughs) don't, no, no, no history, you know, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that has also kept the issue underground because these kids eventually become adults and probably definitely have issues with the ways that they were educated. I am really curious because, uh, unfortunately, I did not stick around for the these cases are still in play part yeah. of the credits. Half I, of them didn't even have to do with homeschooling at all either. Oh, you looked them up? I just like sort of skimmed as they were scrolling okay. up and I paused here and there. Yeah, because, I mean, homeschooling is incredibly libertarian as it stands in the country. The thing that it kept getting unfavorably compared to in the movie 
was in Europe. In Europe, homeschooling is yeah, illegal. Yeah, it was like, well, obviously, In Europe, you terrible. can go to the doctor and not be in debt for the rest of it. You know, like, <laughs> it's that sort of, like, lefty shit where it's like, of course you hate fucking Europe because of all these. Because Europe. That be literally just yeah, because Europe. Just the idea of Europe. <laughs> so the whole thing is like a straw man that doesn't even resonate to begin with. You could almost right. see the university panic and almost like cancel culture's gone too far and then doing some dumb movie about that. But this is almost like what was this dusty ass script from what it year? It doesn't even seem to take itself very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 items that this the social worker had an issue with sounded legitimate and then were never even addressed like fully of how the parents were actually giving them a great science education or were accredited or whatever. That was just like swept aside as not even relevant, which if you were doing a proper defense of this educational system, you'd be like, no, it actually exceeds the standards for science or for this or whatever. Yeah. Which that- ultimately they didn't really do. I think they And then the fact that they get put in like a Senate subcommittee and that's where they have the big standoff that like really isn't going to change much I guess beyond it's like so getting funny. the people mobilized is just like oh. so funny too that it didn't even go to like the Supreme Court or whatever would have been actual stakes to like get this issue changed because essentially the way David R. White is conceiving and thinking about this movie is as a Capra-esque ode to Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Mm. The kind of small town hero made good in Big Bad DC. Yeah. Bringing the truth. Just with his folksy wisdom. Yes. I One of the funniest encapsulations of this sort of ephemeral kind of made-up culture war is the fact that Judge Jeanine Pirro is the one that rules like, yeah, they don't have a good education. And she has a daughter that then falls in love with a homeschooled son. So public school daughter, homeschooled Romeo son. Romeo Juliet situation. It is the Capulets and <laughs> Montagues of our time. And he has to he has to hide at some point that he's homeschooled, which I can relate to, I think, a little <laughs> bit. And, and it is through their love and then the daughter advocating for like, why, why is it bad that he's homeschooled? Maybe maybe I'll just find that scene because it's so funny. That was funny. so funny. Because the daughter's like, it's okay to be homeschooled. He's homeschooled and he's great. And and eventually Judge Janine Pirro, no spoilers, does uh, sort of change her mind uh, by the end of all that. But it, that encapsulation is just so funny. Okay. It's kind of weird to find out that your mom is the one who's sending your friend's parents to jail. You know I don't send people to jail. They put themselves in jail by refusing to follow the law. And since when do you have homeschooled friends? Since when is homeschooling illegal? Watch your tone. It it isn't. The state has set universal standards for education. Homeschoolers can't pick and choose the ones that they want to follow. But don't they have to take the same tests that we do? Who cares what road they take if we all end up in the same place? That's just the point. We don't end up in the same place because the roads that they take are paved with privilege. Why does every conversation well, have to go really back? Yeah, Homeschooling like, no. is separatist, elitist, and racist, Kayla. And I didn't raise you to challenge me this way in my own home. It is very weird to make your antagonist argument against the good thing that it's racist. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Right. That the, uh, the antagonist is saying it's actually racist. I guess they're trying to say later on, like, like, it's not racist. Yeah, like, oh, what a left field label to throw at this or whatever. It was oh, it was so weird. And uh, there aren't a lot of, uh, again, rules that homeschoolers have to follow ultimately. So I don't know what they're 
What state this was? Ha- I guess they live in Vermont. So the movie was <laughs> shot in Oklahoma, where land of the free again, and the home of the most free, most free, <laughs> most free. I think only Texas probably has like fewer uh, um, rules in place. Shouts out to the governor. I think his name is Kevin. I forget his last name. Governor Kevin. Again, someone I w- I was there just a, a brief few weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> Spread, spread my army all around. Spread my army <laughs> to my mommy. I mean, mommy. <laughs> and uh, in interviews, David said, "You know, I loved, I loved Oklahoma. I wanted to return to Oklahoma for a movie, <laughs> which is like so Ooh. not at all specifically Oklahoma." And, it, and he was also much like me, born in Tulsa as a, uh, as, a, as a baby boy. Their country. So that is their connection. The the Truly the hell, in my mind, the hell mouth of North America is Tulsa, Oklahoma. There is like a dark energy. It's, Carmen's there. Oral Roberts is there. Joel yeah. Osteen comes like, from out of there. like, what's going on? What's in the water what there? What is you know? happening? I don't know. Um, I'm looking at my notes. Just There's just so much in this movie to touch on because it really, it reads like a term paper for like a... <laughs> 18-year-old libertarian in, like, English class, you know. And here's another... Oh, the other thing that was was sending me was, like, every time they are trying to prove the legitimacy and the quality of the education they get, they keep bringing up standardized testing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they always outperform uh, normal students. And I was like, I'm going to need a fact checker on that immediately, of of course. course. yeah. And also, I thought that... People didn't like standardized testing in the first place, or they didn't see it as a good like barometer for how great an education is, even Christians. Yeah, I thought standardized right? testing was standardized like, anything passe. is yeah. bad, right? Yeah. So anyway, that's just funny that that was what they cite as like the legitimacy of their education as well. It's really snaky in the sense of like Earthen. not a, not exactly a great sense of consistency. Of worldview, even internally in the movie, and not to like nitpick. Obviously, this thing is like a polemic and a sort of propaganda piece. But they, even they've had years, though, Kevin, to get this right. They did. This this <laughs> the script was in the the filing cabinet. At one point, uh, Janine Pirro says that homeschooling teaches children to be suspicious of institutions, which is to represent a point of view in which the left loves institutions. All about them. Very good. We and love Gov. Maybe that's true of like <laughs> neoliberalism and like Kamala stands, perhaps. But yeah, like the belief in the government over every other sort of private institution or like community that you would have. Yeah. Which, which I don't think anybody even says that anymore. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh gosh. Um, uh, where to start with it? You, you know what I realized, so by the much. way? You know what I realized? What? Halfway through, we haven't taken a break, so we need to take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break. Pay the bills. We'll be right back with more good Christian fun. Bye-bye. Hello. Welcome back. <laughs> wow, you did it this time. <laughs> <laughs> I jumped in. Keep it in, Emma. Uh, so a lot <laughs> of this movie is an extension of the large, the larger theme of the God's Not Dead series, which is uh, dominionism, and which is a theocratic idea that God has called a particular kind of Christian, conservative Christian, to exercise dominion over every part of society. In every corner, you need to take control of Stop that. standing like, by, being passive, leaving the public institutions to the lefties. Mm-hmm. People who embrace this idea are referred to as dominionists. So it's like, in the first one, it's like you need to take dominion over college education. Second one, over public school education. This one is like, 
and you need to take dominion over your own home and then go out because you're already doing the ultimate climax of this movie is pastor. There's a news Chiron at the end and the montage that says like pastor stuns uh, the court (laughs) with inspiring words and everyone gets rocked out of their socks. (laughs) So I'm really trying to tune in to the heart of the movie because it, it just feels like a defense over an attack that someone hasn't quite done yet. Right. Again, I get it more with the other um with the other movies in this series where it's like, I guess you could probably internalize that as like, oh, this is unfair or they're going they're coming mm-hmm. after us. But this is literally like social services busting in, which they legally can't do. Right. You cannot do what occurs in this movie from even uh, a legal perspective. That's what I was also like, is this happening? Like maybe if you have foster care, but I can't imagine anyone just dropping into your school. Yeah. And would they not be provided with like the, the codes that they were supposed to be up to already? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess anyway. And instead of um, maybe probably almost certainly when this was filmed, it wasn't as much of a hot button issue. And if it was filmed a few months later, maybe it would have been. But instead of critical race theory as the big sort of poisonous idea in the culture and the curriculum, like the hashtag core curriculum, it is the idea of moral relativism, which is such an old, Uh, like... so fucking old, man. Which is just like... I was was like, oh, he's doing this again? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, no, truth is truth, even though I know you were saying that figuratively. You know, oh my God, it was so annoying to hear that trotted back out again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and well, and I think the, the other broader concept always of these movies is that Americans are a Christian nation. That is not up for debate. It cannot change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is what we owe all of our amazing attributes to. So as soon as you start to take that away, we are going to be just like China. And that's literally the worst thing we could ever imagine happening, you know? Yeah. To, to be like any other country. Constantly the talking about that. The, yeah. And oh gosh, that that sweet man who's just like, <laughs> like a American propaganda, like megaphone the entire time. Um, talking about how amazing our freedoms are and everything like that. A lot of the freedom talk, like they're taking away our freedoms, they're taking away this. And again, it's like you are are always able to practice homeschooling and you are always able to make it as religious as you want to. No one was going to take that away from you. It sounded like they were just asking you to like make sure you cover all the subjects that they do at public school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. So it- what freedom did you lose, you know, to not slack off at your... Like homeschool co-op? Yeah, because really, if you take the note, it's like, oh, keep keep teaching, but uh, just beef it up a little bit. Beef it up a little bit. Yeah, because the move, some labs. The, the <laughs> thing that they say, because when the woman from social services comes in, they are just reading the Bible for school. Right. Which, of course, happens at like Christian private schools all of course, the time. Of course, yes. But the whole thing is cloaked in this thing of like reading and theology, which is a, a pretty commonly... Uh, use term for we're yeah. just gonna read the Bible now in, in right. this and so her old thing. I don't think she even like really had a, a legal issue with that part of the schooling. And unfortunately, there was a point at which she said, when speaking about the ark and the flood, she did say, "So was God punishing and killing all the animals because they sinned?" And yeah, I was she's like, like "What yeah, sin did the she? what sin did the animals do?" Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Hey, "Yeah," and like, so is the lesson obey God or die? And I was like, yeah, that actually kind of missed the lesson of Noah. That that um, reminds me of man. the 
TikTok that was going around. Did we send this to each other? I don't know. We we might need to have like a, a regular segment um, in which we just kind of check in with like a certain flavor of TikTok. This is from a user called Apo.Stacy. And this is just her front facing. There's not much of a visual element to it. So we can just listen to it. Good morning, kiddos. This is God. I just wanted to remind you that I love you and you suck. But don't worry, I killed my son for you, so you owe me everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so that that kind of reminded oh, me yeah. of that TikTok in in that moment. Totally. There's so many things on the plate of this movie, so many especially on the plate. given the I you mean, know there's there's a woman. Uh, I don't really care about the actor. By the way, uh, there was one woman where did you notice there was one couple where it's like, do they go together at all? And they were like the the one couple that was like holding hands in bed, and they were the couple. Oh yeah, that were the like, one who was like running the the co op and whatever. So that yeah. woman is a Christian singer named Francesca Bastielli. Oh, so she is a CCM little star. Okay, evidently. That's so that's kind that of role. the reason gotcha. for all of that. And I want to kind of play, just kind of building on what we've been talking about, a scene from the testimony before the what the congressional panel, the grand jury, whatever. Oh. Uh- Honestly, if you hear a government worker, basically in your mind's eye, put some little devil horns on them because that's who they are. They're literally like chatting to each other like, we have to get rid of religion. <laughs> like we hate Christians. We're going to give them progress. We're going to give them progress. I've never heard- they're going to think that they're making a difference, but they're definitely not. I was just like, this is, I mean, even for God's Not Dead franchise, a little broad. Well, mustache twirling. And there is... um. <laughs> I know there's I've never heard progress described as a noun like it's a bullet or yeah, a knife. Like it's they like said poison. <laughs> so here's here's a moment from the because there there's multifaceted arguments that the movie kind of gestures towards. That it's not just we want people to homeschool so everyone's a Christian, we can teach Christianity, but they do appeal to these other layers to it, which I have some empathy for. It's just like the execution of it is so strange in the movie. Yeah. But one of the levels is that uh, one of the children of one of the characters is diagnosed with like some semblance oh, of was, neurodivergence. This was a trip. Yeah. And, you know, ever since his daddy died in the war, that he's not been the same. And he's like a problem child. If I took him to public school, they'd say this about him. So I got to keep him home and give him my own. And, and certainly there's no. Uh, there's no end to public record of public schools failing special yes. needs kids. That's like, the other thing. It's spectrum like, kids. this isn't a full-throated support of the public school system as it is. You know, it's not like, I think that's the solution. Obviously yeah. it's repair, you know, our education <laughs> system. But anyway, continue. So here's a monologue from one of those women. And keep in mind the little exchange that we described about miss, misses, and self-partnered. This man crying over his daughter in a car crash. We're not going to talk about that story. Live up to their full potential by being subject to a faith-based education, which is anti-rational and anti-science. May I say something? I got something to say. Belief in the Bible isn't anti-science. What is your occupation? Woman says you're you're an assistant (laughs) manager in a restaurant. Recently unemployed. What else do your notes say? Well, it doesn't really appear to be too much here. Let me fill in the blanks for you. I'm a widow. 
After my husband passed away, I took a less demanding job to spend more time with our son. You have my condolences. But before he died, I completed an advanced degree in aerospace engineering and worked as a systems engineer in Houston at the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. NASA. Nice. NASA has a long history with men and women of faith. Do you know what the first food and beverage ever consumed on the surface of the moon was? I have no idea. This blew my mind. Consecrated bread and wine. It happened when astronaut Buzz Aldrin took Holy Communion just after setting down the lunar module in the Sea of Tranquility. Is this true? I don't know. That was the other thing. Let's I was do like, a fact check it of must that. be. I don't know why they would put this in the okay, movie, I'll right? I'll fact check this while I'm... Yeah. You see, Aldrin was an elder at Webster Presbyterian Church, and he got special permission to take the bread and wine with him and give himself communion. What idiot called it communion instead of communion? I don't jack off myself commune. The crew of Apollo 8 read from the book of Genesis while they orbited the moon. An Israeli astronaut, Ilan Ramon, recited the Jewish Shabbat Kaddish, and Russian cosmonaut Sergei Riznikov had What is your point, Ms. Hayes? There's a common misconception of homeschool parents, particularly those of faith, that were some kind of flat earthers. My seven-year-old <laughs> knows that the we're earth not, is round and that the sunrise <laughs> is an illusion caused by the earth's rotation. And when tested in physics or chemistry about the rate of acceleration of a falling object or the atomic mass of cesium, acceptable answers do not include Jesus or whatever God wants it to be. And lastly, my husband was a United States Air Force pilot who fought for our freedoms and died in service to this country. He shot so a bunch all of the brown people you, overseas I would so I could be you a call me Mrs. Mom. Hayes. Out of respect of my marriage and to my husband's memory. I am a wife. <laughs> First and foremost. That's the climax as oh she's saying, God. I'm a wife. Don't call me miss. I'm a uh, How disrespectful. I did do a fact check, Caroline. It's it's true. Buzz Aldrin got a little buzzed on the Holy Spirit Good up there. Uh, and apparently there was, according to this, I'm reading from history.com, there was a bit of a concern to keep it under wraps for a little bit. Oh. They did not want to broadcast it. Um, uh, Madeline Murray O'Hare, once dubbed the most hated woman in America, she was an atheist activist, uh, indirectly doomed the communion service a few months earlier. She had sued NASA when they read the book of Genesis during a broadcast. What, is she a David A.R. White character? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> suing. <laughs> I'm suing, you can't read the Bible. Uh, okay, Strange. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so it's just touching on a lot of things. It's just so, yeah. And, um, they, it, it, I'm, it's so frustrating to watch this movie because it's also misdirecting all the time of like the real reasons that homeschooling is called into question, which is not Christians can't believe in science. Like, I don't think any rational senator was accusing them of it. And that was like the whole big speech that like j dropped everyone's jaws on the floor. Yeah. And, well, because and most Democratic senators are also Christians, you know, too. It's like many of them are people of faith as well. And when they're talking that about- wasn't the issue. With anti-science stuff as well, they're not talking about your son doesn't believe in gravity because of what you're teaching. No. They are saying- Biology. You don't believe in vaccines. You're you biology stuff. Evolution. That, that's what it means. Observable. Okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So. 
gracious. Uh, yeah. And Ma- again, you could teach evolution and then also teach your kids that's not even real, which is what I was learned at my Christian high school. So you can find your way around those loopholes, my friends. One of the catchphrases Shocking. that this uh, character says a lot when speaking with her son on the phone, who she left in Oklahoma or wherever they're from, is she said, Mommy always comes back. Mm-hmm. Mommy always comes back, which was triggering for me as someone who says, I'll always come back to Dexter every time Aww. I leave. You say mo- mommy's always No, I don't back. say mommy. And I don't say daddy. I just say I. I just say I will always come back. You're identifying with the NASA scientist <laughs> in this movie. I mean, uh, I guess we could touch upon the Isaiah Washington character, which is... Uh, which one was that? Isaiah Washington is the disgraced actor from Grey's Anatomy who was fired for calling his coworker a gay slur, the F word, on set. Grey's, Grey's Anatomy has the messiest Messy. main cast. Messy. Where it's like... They all sucked in all these Terrible. different... It was Heigl. It was him. Uh-huh. It was Dempsey. Oh, gosh. It's Wait, a, so what... Who is he in this movie? He was the senator. They, he was the African-American senator oh, okay. who was who their was, ally. Like, helping them. Who said, you know, for too long, Christians have ignored the political sphere. and We got to get back in there. Uh, what history are you looking at, sir? Which Truly. didn't particularly resonate with me. Um. Yeah. Also, were these the best witnesses he could find? Yeah, he. <laughs> That's what he pulled together. Uh, yeah, this little a motley crew of Pure Flakes Avengers. Oh, I guess they had those other witnesses that they talked to around the statue. That was amazing. That's the, the, the thing. Avengers of the homeschool community. That's what we need to get to. We but, need to get to but, that. But before we do that, I, I do want to just take a listen to the kind of Jimmy Stewart moment which is david's speech you listen to this again reverend hill's speech here we go to the people of the government they had five minutes left it says talk it just occurred to him yeah mr chairman this is what i gotta do for allowing me these last five minutes he was about to leave you ever been on one of those sightseeing tours they have here in washington you know, the kind where they take you to see all the monuments? Yes, I believe most of us have visited what? the city's major uh, attraction. We would never. Maybe I ought to think about going. Uh, <laughs> I, it, okay, by the way, there's a Muslim subplot that I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Well, and it's like it's a holdover from the last movie. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. Because those people get converted. How did, how did you put that? Um, Attractions are here for a reason. And I almost. It's attraction, see? Yeah. I don't know how because she's just a piece of meat to Jefferson's little toes every day. Street, every building in this city, all the marble and the granite, the brick and the stone. They're trying to tell us something. (laughs) They're saying. Don't forget about us. The blood would come. Don't forget about the the battles that we fought and the price that we paid for freedom. Don't let our young children who founded the nation. (laughs) Don't take this too seriously. We're just kids, after all. I have three friends (laughs) that have a pretty good understanding of what's at stake here today. And the funny thing is, is they're not even from father. They're from faraway places like China, Iran. They're weird foreigners. 
But they get it. Africa. They know what's at stake here. And maybe in order to understand how precious and fragile freedom really is, maybe, maybe you have to lose it. But you already know that. I mean, all of this, it's, uh, it's just a distraction. And I made it easy for you, didn't I? I bet your face just lit up when you realized that there was a passion <laughs> Five minutes. You knew that if you challenged scriptures, I would rise to defend them. It's kind of in my job description. You figured you'd run out the clock while we debated how, how women wore their hair 2,000 years ago, all in hopes that no one would realize that it's really their freedoms that are on the line. Not at all, sir. Oh, yeah, I do want to uh, interject and say there is an argument made in the movie that the Bible is a explicitly pro-feminist text. Oh my God. I'm so glad you brought this up. That it was it's actually, it's actually the most feminist book um, <laughs> you've ever read. And the head covering thing was actually really respecting women given the, con- Oh, which is a pretty common refrain now. It's more gentle. I've never heard that argument before. I heard it in reality all the time. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they now would say for I was the like, time oh, period, yeah. the fact that Jesus' first witnesses I even were women. Talk to a chick. The fact that he looked a dumb broad in the face and not the in the butt. To the ground. The fact that not one of them was a disciple of his was actually more respectful to women the because fact they would have been shunned, you know? <laughs> that Jesus Christ didn't hit that. Showed such restraint. The fact that Jesus respect. didn't have a gorgeous rack of boobies showed that God knew that women are really amazing. <laughs> the fact that he didn't get all it up in those tits shows us. Church was always really awesome for them. Okay. The issue here today is homeschooling. I wish it was, Mr. Chen. Uh, I truly do. Wow. Now today, today was about turning neighbor against neighbor. That's part of your plan, isn't it? Keep us all divided. So yeah, bit by doing. bit, we don't realize you're chipping away at mm-hmm. our freedoms and liberties. He's You've got us up. all talking about how Noah got all the animals on the ark. Meanwhile, you're crafting legislation that will allow the government to barge into our homes. Because it's all about power for you. And the only way that you can get more power is by taking it from someone else. And that would be all well and good if it wasn't for that pesky thing called the Constitution that keeps getting in your way. Now you hold on a sec. <laughs> no, I'm Turn done talking down. to you. Here we go. I'm talking to the people who elected you. Because as inconvenient as it is, sir, this is where your power comes from. Order! You see those statues and those monuments out there? They say, you work for us. You are out of order, I mean, Mr. Hill. The government us, of the people, by the people, for the Smiling, people. nodding. Yeah. <laughs> order. You are out of order, Mr. Hill. Order. <laughs> okay. How? Okay. On a level of one to ten, I mean, how come soaked were David A.R. White's pants at the end of that speech? Oh, I forgot the best part. I'm sorry. To the people. Oh, yeah, here we go. By the people. We. Looks into the camera. He looks into the the camera camera. and trembles. Montage of American symbols. You would not believe. Oh, man. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. He looks sick by the end of that, too. I was like, is he okay? Well, his hair has been too blonde too long. (laughs) Not that we're a gossip podcast who does blind items, but it's possible. And given. My survey of David A.R. White's TikTok output on his own personal account. 
that he might have what would be very accurately described as divorce dad energy. Oof. So that might be the hair and the the leather jacket and the Huckabee interview alone. A little bit of part of says that says a lot. I know. I know. Um, so there was another thing I wanted to touch on also before we moved on that I thought was a really interesting concept. And I don't even know where I fall on this. But the senator saying like, um, you know, your children have rights despite what you want for them and they have a right to an education or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said something like, ultimately the children are, belong to all of us in the community or something. The children belong to us. Yes, it was said but very then, sinisterly. Very sinisterly, yes. But then he is arguing that the children, I think he literally says are like owned by their parents or belong to their parents, which I think is a really interesting phrasing and way to put it, put it. And I'm sure every parent does feel that way on some level and I would feel that way too. But it's also, it brings up a really interesting concept of like, do children, are they sort of property of their parents up until they're 18? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, mm. there's a lot of rights they have that supersede what parents want. Like you can't abuse your kids. You can't assault them. You know, you can't like keep them in a box all their lives or whatever, obviously. But when it comes to their education and things like that, they are they are considered property of their parents in the eyes of the law in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was the argument of a lot of this homeschool thing. It was like, parents know best, let the parent decide everything for their child, even if it's a disadvantage to their education. Well, and that's kind of the part of my own personal story with this where <laughs> – in preparation for this episode, texted my mommy, mommy. She doesn't have a mommy cron, as far as I know. And I just said, which hopefully didn't sound too aggressive out of context. I just said, hey, what was y'all's rationale for wanting to homeschool us when we were young? And she said, we thought it was most important that you grew up to have godly character. As long as you knew the basics, especially reading, then you could do anything. We also didn't want to leave it up to the government to instill what they w- wanted you to learn. We wanted to, in parentheses, try to instill godly morals and values. I said, gotcha. What were you afraid would happen at public school? And she said, mainly at young ages, didn't want you to be influenced by things we didn't believe in. I said, like what? She said, I don't remember specifics, (laughs) but I wanted to control what was getting into your little minds. Then as you get older, you obviously make your own choices. But while I could, I tried to instill godly things, dot, 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 train up a child, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So I think that's probably the most common refrain. Right. Which makes sense to me, you know? They had a pretty loose grip with it though, because I have two siblings and each time that we wanted to go to public school, they're like, okay, yeah. You know, there, Mm -hmm. there wasn't like pushback on that. Right. But it is a hard thing that, I definitely haven't untangled, nor will I probably have to, for myself of like, what would I do? Like, when, when do mm-hmm. you start respecting autonomy Yes, in, in that way? Because what she's saying is not evil, but you could like read it in, in a particular way where it's like, we, we, you know, didn't want the government to tell you what to do. We wanted to tell you what to do. Right, it's like, yeah. Well, you might have been a misguided government. Yeah, and and also, again, like I think it there is – some rational rationality to that as well and like fine you know fair but I've also always wondered too like aren't you also as a parent teaching your children children Christian values outside of school all the time as well 
Yeah, but you get more time with them if you it's You get cool more time too. with them, yeah. But, but yeah, I know what you're saying where it's like, why does it have to, and that's why it's dominionist, where it's like, why right. can't this just be school is school and this is this? Yeah, and I guess that's the whole point of like this kind of thing. But to me, the accusation that, that Christians are separatist is very accurate because mm-hmm. all of these movies, kind of the solution ends up being like, let's just carve out our own legal bubble that we can live in and teach our kids and keep them in here and then work in the church and then stay within this world. Yeah. And they never have to actually like confront other kinds of values and think critically about it and debate or choose their own or even just live in contrast with other people that they don't disagree, they disagree with, you know? I'll say this about my experience too in homeschooling. Yeah, which I'm not saying is what your parents did, by the way. Oh, I know, I know. Like the no, person I didn't take they're defending such. in this movie, you know? But I remember even when we were growing up as kids, we did have self-awareness that most homeschool kids were strange and kind mm-hmm. of odd. And we had that understanding amongst our family and within us as a sibling unit. We are uh-huh. like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like the denim scored of it all, that sort right. of aesthetic and the sort of, a uh, compound cult adjacent nature of it was something that we bristled against even when we were young. I also asked another friend of ours, our friend Tyler, <laughs> like, uh, why did your parents want to homeschool you? And he said, I went to public school for kindergarten and for the first half of first grade. And then he said, I'll probably get permission that I can read this after. Uh, he said, but then halfway through first grade, Bill Clinton won the election and I was yeeted out of there. Because <laughs> <laughs> his tr- trickle down to the schools was going to be so immediate. Yeah, I think that was the idea. Yeah. And he said he asked his parents too and they left him on red. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least yeah, and, and I mean, when they talk about the values that these kids are going to learn that are so horrifying, uh, I can understand maybe a little bit, but also they don't seem to be that threatening ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, I doubt any school has handed out birth control pamphlets to a seven-year-old. That doesn't seem real to me. Maybe some loony did that somewhere. That's insane. But, like, I don't know. The rest of it, again, seems so secondary of things to fight about and to be worried about as as a Christian. And I think that there also could be an argument and I would maybe, like, support people who are like, yeah, all the public schools in my area are, are not good. And so what do you do? And I will that, take know? it on yeah. myself, you know, and I can't afford a private school. So we're going to figure this out with me and my friends and try to provide something that's better than that and isn't like a, a terrible environment for these kids. I think that's what your argument could be made for that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is actually a good segue to this scene in which yeah. the Avengers type <laughs> team in the count for the likes of Chairman Benson. This is so they're like outside of the courtroom, Senate hearing room, and they meet all these uh, different kinds of people that made themselves not be Christians. Governor Morris was a founding father, and he wrote, Religion is the only solid basis of good morals. Therefore, education should teach the precepts of religion and the duties of man towards God. Those days are past. Mr. Morris didn't stand the test of time. But he did. Maybe this other thing he wrote will be more familiar to you. Read the people hey of now, the United you're States an <laughs> in order to form a more perfect union. Establish I'm just doing commentary sometimes. The, the way they Provide all knew the, common defense the Constitution by heart. Welfare. I was like, should this I know awesome. the Constitution by heart? And secure the blessings of liberty. Line by line. Liberty. 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 Ordain liberty. and establish this Constitution. For the United States of America. 
Oh, wait. Did we not get the Russian? Yeah, you missed it. The, uh, oh, it I was think before, it's before that. Excuse yeah. me. I'm so sorry. They all sorry. state their reasons for being there. Here we go. She's my girl. She's a replica. She's, you know he, he's pointing at a magazine for the listener. <laughs> She's my girl. It's just Ralph was cast in 1861 outside of Washington. Her name is Freedom. And in one of those ironies that God seems to delight in, Philip Reed, the boundary foreman in charge of casting her, was a slave, a gifted artisan, but a slave nonetheless. But by the time the Capitol Dome was ready to receive her in 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation was in full effect. Ah, just get to it. <laughs> meaning that Philip Reed most likely stood outside of this building and to be clear, go aloft, I don't think he was a slave a to man. any of the founding fathers who were, he just who were to be hand, basically 10 years old at the time slaves. of the country forming. All belonged to former slaves. In my mind, any country that can do that is worth fighting for. So that is exactly what we need to do. Keep fighting. <laughs> you at home? I know David R. White is just supposed to be emotional, but he looks drunk in this scene a little bit because like eyes are kind of red. They're going to be taking a vote soon. Maybe he was. Um, I need to get back in and prepare my closing statements. They only give me right? five He looks like he's trying to hold eyes. it together. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe he was method. <laughs> you okay, man? Yeah, we took shots right before the committee just had to have the courage to do my yelling into the camera. <laughs> you all did wonderful. Thanks, Martin. Kind of felt like the fight was rigged, though. Finally, fathers didn't account for the likes of Chairman Benson. Governor Morris was a founding father, and he wrote... Wait, where's the Religion Avengers team? The Wait, oh, maybe it is after We the People. I'm sorry. I think you had it right. Oh, I did. That's okay. The after the recitation. I'm sorry. I, I saw you all inside. We are the other 75%. Three quarters of parents who homeschool for other than primarily religious reasons. Three quarters? I mean, I thought that... That's what most people think. That all homeschool with us are conservative Christians. Nerds like true. you guys. We're Probably Black Panthers. From 1818. <laughs> nice to meet you. We homeschool because most of the schools in my area are chronically underfunded. Not to mention institutionalized racism. Mm -hmm. My son has special needs. Public schools just aren't equipped. Fair. Medical freedom. Uh, I want to be able to choose which immunizations my children receive. Bullying, mm. violence, My family shootings. rushes to their feet for a standing ovation. <laughs> Parents can choose the case. And Good to see yourself represented. Yeah, we have time for community service. I kept thinking like what if these were like these two women were married and that was kind of awesome. Can you imagine? Make it work. Our reasons might be different. We all want the same thing. As long as no government is <laughs> unchecked, liberty is Sick children and our, in the comfort of our own home. We can't stop. We're stronger together. I am we the people. We all are. I am we the people. We all are. <laughs> just, you know, just normal things. There's a great article uh, from The Atlantic about the difficulties of unchurched and atheist, agnostic, whatever, kids wanting to be homeschooled. I'm going to, oh gosh, I had it pulled up right here and I totally lost it. But obviously- 75%. It is not, so that, it's not true. Right? It, it is not true. Well, then also that it would, again, undermine the whole argument of this movie, which is it's just like an anti-religious 
crusade that these senators are on with if most homeschoolers are not Christians in the first place. Yeah, there's a, the article is called Homeschooling Without God by Jaweed Kaleem uh, from March 2016. And it's a great look because all of the core homeschool curriculum, Becca, a Becca Books, Bob Jones University, are just by their nature evangelical and obviously super duper <laughs> racist Selective. and profit, uh-huh. problematic. There's this R.L. Stoller thread um, this writer put out a, a couple of years ago. Yeah, this is back in 2018, where Arl Stoller, this guy, just goes through one of the Becca books called Since the Beginning. And he's like, oh, what's in this thing? Oh, uh, my God. And it's it's incredible. For Christian homeschools and private schools, the book of Genesis is, quote, the most reliable source for what we need to know about the beginning of world history. So that stuff is, like, all flattened out. Becca doesn't hide its anti-Catholic bent arguing that the Catholic Church has become infiltrated by communists who promote violence or revolution. Whoa. And he's just like, he's just taking, you know, oh my pictures gosh. of the actual textbook and doing all that. So people can find that thread on at R.L. Stoller with an A-R at the end. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible. Because, yes, the idea that 75% is just unchurched, non-Christian people is patently false. Patently false. It, maybe, really? maybe different now. Could it be true? Could it be? It might be true now well, just because of COVID. But I think even post or pre Panini, pre Panini, no, the numbers were like fifty six percent. Like it, it's not. It's not. Why would they put out such an easy to? Why would they put out misinformation? Number. I don't know. That's a great point. Why would they do that? Why would they? They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. So wouldn't. Never mind. I believe. And them. you know what? Mike Huckabee would hold their feet to the fire if they did. He's kind of the frost. He's kind of the gotcha of David Arroyd's Nixon <laughs> talk shows. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Anything else we want to cover uh, before we wrap it I up mean, with this so movie? so much. Um, man, I'm trying to think of it. I feel like there was one more thing, but anyway, what a what a hodgepodge. What a, a non-victory for the cause. This was personal for me, you On know? This. Yeah. Watching it. So for you, did you feel protected? No. <laughs> no. It's like reliving something. It's like, no, do more. Please do <laughs> Please more. Please let them have a social I want to know come. who won the Civil War, and I never will. <laughs> you know what? Christians did, Kevin. That's all you need to know. You know who's my true teacher? Oh. Wikipedia. <laughs> Truly. That became my professor. Professor Wiki. Over the years, I was like, Professor Wiki, I have another uh, query for it you. It seems to be office hours once again. <laughs> Logging on. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, gracious. I don't know. It's It just really doesn't seem to be the move to make, <laughs> to like, stake your religion with also having lower educational standards. Which, of course, the movie is arguing that it's the same standards given uh, the woman's right uh, NASA-related NASA monologue. Which, which is like, like, some people were Christian and scientists back in the day. Yeah, which is like, so, true. Now, there you go. <laughs> I wish you would have gone in and said, that said, Buzz Aldrin did go to public <laughs> school all his life. Right, which he probably did. Oh, this was the big thing that uh, was Please. amazing was the, you know— the the tail whipping horn senator was talking about uh or no David A.R. White I guess was talking about like the grand end goal of trying to undermine homeschooling and remove religion from schools and the the logical jump was like if they take away God and they tell children it's not reliable it's not rational whatever 
Then the school starts telling them what is, and then ultimately it's the government that determines your morals. And everything's relative. If nothing matters, then the government gets to decide what your ethics are. Kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, wow. You know, and I, I mean, there have been uh, examples in history where that was true. But again, it just seems to really like um, underestimate people in their own minds, you know? Well, it's also sort of setting up this false dichotomy of a it's either going to be the church or the federal government. Right. That's going to be the author. And the as it's posited and in this movie. one of us has to die. Because of the little roundup of the rainbow of homeschoolers at the end. <laughs> the, the position of this movie is Christians are advocating for all. And right. Th- it's not just about Christianity. Like, Which we want this laughable anti-vax lady yeah. who's not a Christian. And to institutional not racism. We care so much about that, obviously. We do. <laughs> the God's Not Franchise... God's Not Dead franchise hasn't touched on it yet, mm-hmm. uh, but we're getting there probably in uh, movie number eight or nine. Oh my God. We'll tackle that. I know. What's the next space that they need to have <laughs> Sports, dominion? Sports, Kevin. Over? The <gasps> NFL, oh, it's Kevin. Be like a freaking 100%, right? High school kid who kneels at a national anthem. Right. Wait, what were you thinking? Well, but it has to be the, has to be the, a the space. Hero. Yeah, so yeah, but the NFL's private. Kneeling right? for God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hmm. I don't know, something like that. There's gonna be kneeling from I, someone in a there jersey. There has to also be a medical one too, right? Like a doctor that doesn't want to practice abortion. They're like forcing his hand with a knife. Oh my God. <laughs> no, people, I don't want. To. Yeah, no, please, please, we're gonna please, make you. I think that actually will probably be it. The medical one, I could also see it, they could revisit education with CRT stuff. But then the vax stuff, like, vax stuff. God's not dead, unmasked. Sure. Like, sure. come on, it's right there. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll see. We're not going to vote. We're just going to give it an automatic. <laughs> Holy Ghost. We the people have voted. We the people we have unanimously <laughs> declared on the TCF <laughs> podcast that this movie is going to hell. That said, I hope David A.R. White is okay and uh, safe. Take care of yourself, buddy. Take care of yourself. And now we're dimming the lights and lighting the candles. We're putting our Rebecca textbooks away and then bringing them back out to read from for them. Family for family dinner. The, yeah, for the family dinner. <laughs> We're not here to plug ourselves or to promote to promote our little projects, the two of us. We're just here to lift them up, do a little lift up to the Lord. This one's an intimate one. It's just a two-way lift up. We'll start with Caroline. And as always, lift me up at Caroline Sparts. And this week, uh, there's a song I love. It's called 23 by Cleo Soul. Just a lovely song. Check it out. Uh, someday I'm going to listen to that whole album. I probably have more recommendations, but that song itself is great. So enjoy. Mm. Can you give me five more numbers-based songs that you really enjoy? Okay, 34, 35. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, it Takes Two. Mm-hmm. Um, We're at two. <laughs> I mean, there's a Three Dog Night song you could... Three Dog Night? That's what I was going to say, Three Dog Night. That's an artist. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sang a song called One... One. <laughs> Love that one. Um, okay, we'll count it. And two more. Can you think of two songs with numbers? Sure. Uh, Eight days a week. Okay, fine. Um, and four or five seconds. 
Okay. All right. Touche. There you go. Touche Guevara. Uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Port everywhere. Um, I've been thinking about a particular color lately, and that color is yellow. Whether it be stone or jackets. Ah. I'm lifting up yellow jackets. I won't gonna like it. Stone. If you can, hey, <laughs> there's two genders in this country: Yellowstone and Yellow Jacket. And you don't want to be a stone because an Elmo's coming for your ass. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Yellow Jackets is a very pulpy, fun sort of thriller drama, slightly horror uh, show Ooh. on Showtime, starring Christina Ricci, Juliette Lewis, Melanie Linsky. And others. Do you know anything about this show? I don't. I don't, but I, I want to watch it. I'm trying it, not to know too much. It takes place over two different time periods. It's Ooh. about a group of high school girls on a soccer team whose plane crashes in the middle of nowhere. And it is revealed within minutes of the show starting that things get very graphic and feral with oh. them. But then some of them are rescued and saved, and then the other half takes place 20 years later with them wow, as adults. Dealing amazing. with the trauma of those events. Okay, right. It is very fun. And if you can handle a little bit of cannibalism, it's okay to hey, watch. Just a little. You'd love it. Chelsea was ripping through it. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, I know. That sounds like something I would I love. think you'd be into okay, it. Okay, great. Uh, you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Patreon.com slash Good Christian Fun for more Good Christian Fun every week. And leave us a review every review you leave. We donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is Rain. And Caroline, thank you for being a friend 2022. Thank you for being a friend. Here Listen. we go. Year six. Year six of the podcast. It's going to be our best, best year, year ever. Yet. Ever. Best year last we're in year. Sync. What? <laughs> What'd you say? I could hear you. Shut up. The Zoom delay? No, we're in the same room. Okay, and there's nothing left to say except for an all pods people said... Okay, okay, I love, love you. you. Amen. Amen. Looks into the camera. Okay, I love, I love you. you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Give it up. Here we go now. It's my God. Alive or dead. Be alive or dead. That was a HeadGum Podcast.